<laughs> okay, here goes. Okay. Now in partnership with the New Westport Library and the Quick Center for the Arts and iTunes, it's Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast with me, Trace Burroughs. And me, Migs Burroughs. And our guest today is uh, Matt Mandel, who's the executive director of the Westport Chamber of Commerce, who, if you've had any fun in Westport for the past six years, it's probably because, thanks to Matt, uh, there's so many activities and things he's initiated. And uh, the most recent one, which Trace and I attended, uh, sort of a command performance, uh, was the band Mullet, uh, which emanated from the, the library. Why don't you just talk about that since that's the most recent thing and we can kind of explore what, what, you know, how you got involved in that. Sure. Well, well thanks. Thanks for, for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Before I go, go there, Migs, I want to thank you for all the work you've done to help what we've done at the chamber, you've done so many logos for us and promoted it and been there. <clears throat> also helped me out monitoring sound. Makes you, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, great, you're a great partner. So hey, for having you. me on. <clears throat> the dreaded decibel meter, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Trace, I just met you a couple weeks ago. Nice to meet you. And, uh, so uh, what was Mullet? Mullet was part of our Supper and Soul series, which we started about three and a half years ago, where we would have a band come and play in downtown Westport and people would have dinner before it and then go see the show. It was a one ticket price for, for both the dinner and the concert. So this went along you know, for a couple of years. We then joined partnership with the library because we were doing it at the Seabury Center, which is a 170 uh, seat, small old church, 250 year old church. And the sound in there was incredible but you couldn't put a rock band in there without you know, blowing your head off. <laughs> and so we wanted to expand. So we went to the library and we did a couple in the library and then suddenly poof, we have a pandemic and we could no longer have the whole supper and soul concept. And so we did a, a car concert last week and we had slated to do streaming concerts as well, giving people an opportunity to those who want to venture out can go see those uh, shows. And those that are still more comfortable staying home or just interested in the music can stay home. And we did mullet. And what we did with mullet was <clears throat> completely new and interesting. It was a full show. And you guys were there, so you saw it. Full lighting, yeah. full sound and loud. And, and so there Hair. were 25. Yeah. Full Lots of wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of wigs, et cetera. But it was a full show for 25 people mm. because that's what the state allowed in an interior gathering. And we are very uh, concerned with meeting all the state rules and regulations, so including the band and the staff and the people running the, the lights and the video. There were about four or five people who, who got to see the show and you two were one of them, but you were also taking photos and it was, <clears throat> we were there. And Mullet is a, a 1980s recreation band. But what this also does is, is gave them a full video because there were six remote cameras shooting the whole event and now they can go take it around and say, see what we can do. Uh, at the same time, the library and the chamber for Supper and Soul can go to bands and say, here, see what we've done and what mm. we can do. And hey, if you come here and play, we can videotape you and <clears throat> create something for you to use. So it could be a great synergy moving forward for rising artists, artists that need uh, a new video being made of their concert. And so that's our future. Um, the other future is that we're going to do another car concert. And since the first one, Tom Petty Project, last week sold out in three minutes, 
Mm. We asked the Board of Selectmen if we could do two shows back to back of the same artist so that more people could come because due to social distancing, we can't sell a lot of car tickets of, at even five, five people per car. We have 70 cars, so it's 350 people max. Here, with two shows, we could have 700 people over two days see the show. And that's going to be Mystic Bowie on August 7th and 8th with a rain date, because if mm. it's not a chamber event, we don't know if it rains or not. Always seems to. We have <laughs> August 9th as the rain date, because even with Tom Petty, we had to use the rain date. What do you happen if it rains both nights? Well, then I guess I've got a problem. The but pessimist in the family. <laughs> we, we don't think like that. We, we figure that uh, you know, two out of the three are going to work. Um, although in the dog festival, I had uh -oh. to postpone that twice to get to the third one. So it, it's, been, it's been rough sometimes. That's the outdoor event business. It is dictated by the weather. Now you should, for all your events, where, where can people go? What's the website where they could find out about all the things you do before, you know, because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff and they're going to say, sure. where can I find out? The Westport Weston Chamber. Uh, we're both towns. Uh, the sister town is Weston. So it's uh, www.westportwestonchamber.com. And you go there and show shows all of our links uh, to all the different events and things that we do. And uh, so we do community events. We also do networking events and, and other things that are, you know, all to promote the businesses in our community. How did you get around to pick mullet? I mean, do you have a list of bands or eight? Do you have local agents, you know, are you connected with all that? We, we have a number of booking agents who make contact with us and we, we troll through all the time looking for rising artists. Uh, Supper and Soul, for the most part, is, is, is somewhat low, lower budget. Uh, our goal is to get higher and larger, and we will. The, the library will allow us to do that. And as we gain in notoriety, we'll start to bring in more and bigger acts. And obviously, then the price of the ticket goes up some more. But we're, 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 we're there. They, they, they make contact with us. We're always trolling around. I'm, I'm on YouTube <clears throat> checking it out. They're like, mm -hmm. what do you got? And they'll give me five acts, and we'll look at them. But the Supper and Souls have, have brought people from all over the country. We brought in a, a country act from Nashville. We brought in an act from uh, Vermont, one from Philadelphia, one right from New York City. So, uh, but right now, mostly it's local. Uh, we use Tom Petty Project, which is a local band. Mystic Bowie is also a local band. Mullet comes out of uh, Northern Fairfield County, but they're internationally traveling uh, 80s recreation. Mm. They're a very expensive act, but nobody's touring now. Nobody has any work. And so we're one of the few venues in town that are actually live and doing things. And we've got people coming. And so we're getting a good deal to bring good music to people. Yeah, and the bands must love it. I mean, they, you know, they put on a show. I mean, it's interesting. They played to the audience, the audience of six of us or whatever there was there as if we were in an arena. It was really cool the way they, uh, you know, they didn't act like, okay, we're just in this empty room. We'll just play. No, they, they really did a performance. No, they completely emoted, didn't they? I, I was, yeah. it, was, it was impressive. And I think the use of the crowd noise and the yeah. cheering after the songs yeah. aided that feel that there really was a concert going on. And, uh, you know, it was a great private show for us, but people who saw it in the streaming uh, scene were emailing me saying, this is great, looks phenomenal, sound is great, thanks for doing this. And, and that's what it's all about. And hopefully those people... Did to the go went to their local restaurants, did take out and 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 bring it back because that's the whole concept of supper and soul. You you get a little food, you get a little music. Yeah, do you do you want to just check off a few of the other you know slice of saga talk the dog? Uh, uh, sure. Well, the the goal of the chamber when I when I took it over, uh, 
you know, the chamber had no relevancy back then. It was a, a stodgy you yeah. know, business to business type of business. And, um, and I got the job because I created the slice of saga talk. And I'll explain what that is in a second. But I had an idea that the difference to, to make here was to go into the community, delve into the people themselves and pull them out towards the businesses. And how do you do that? Well, you create events for the community. So it's not just a networking session where two business guys are talking to each other. Now we're getting the family that lives down the road to come out. And so let's take uh, the slice of Sagatuck where the idea was a food tasting, but not your normal food tasting where all the different restaurants get together in one room and everybody goes from table to table to taste it. The idea here was you come to them in Sagatuck. And, and I realized early on, there were a lot of restaurants there in close proximity. And so we set this up, I think in 2010 was the first one. And you go there, pay a ticket. Well, the first one was for free. And now you pay a ticket and you go from venue to venue to venue eating and you realize the next one's only, you know, 50 feet away, eat again. And then another hundred feet, eat again. <laughs> and then we put bands out there. Well, now we've got anywhere from 2,000 to 2,500 people who come down to Saugatuck and go from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant, tasting the food, listening to music. And what's really cool is the restaurants now have all of these people right on their front door. And now the people know where they are. They know that the food is good because they're tasting good food and they'll come back. And that was how I got the chamber job. I created it as an RTM member before I was uh, working for the chamber. And then the, the, the then chairman of the board met with me and we're talking about slices. He says, hey, you want to run the chamber? And I said, okay. So then I took the concept of the slice of saga tuck and, and the idea of bringing the community out to the businesses and then said, well, let's do something else. Let's, let's do a dog festival. Everybody loves their dogs. So we started a dog festival and now we get 3000 people coming to Winslow Park, a thousand dogs, believe it or not, because we have everybody sign a waiver to make sure that if a dog bites somebody, I, I don't do food. <laughs> But that's, that way we keep track of how many actual dogs came. And then we get 60 vendors to set up shop. And then we run goofy competitions and we oh, run yeah. demonstrations. The look-alike contest. I love that. Yeah. 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 Who, what, who looks most like their dog? Or is it who, which dog looks most like you? Uh, yeah. Or who, who kisses better? And, and, and <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought that'd be okay, but it kind of got disgusting when I'm seeing them. Hung, hung <laughs> but, hey, they were the winner, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so that brought the community out to now 60 different vendors. We get sponsorship for these things. And of course the pandemic is kicking our butt because I already moved the dog festival to October slice of saga talk slated for early September, but I don't see how I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm. So I'm not going to have 2000 people milling around together. Even if, you know, we can pull that off. It just doesn't seem like it's something we do at this time. So that's a hit to the chamber because while we give a huge donation out of the funds, it also sustains the chamber of these events. And we always give a, a, a donation to in, in the events we do. So the slice of Saugatuck over the years, we've given $30,000 to the Gillespie food pantry. Mm. Our, our, our idea there is food for those who can afford it and food for those who can't. And so each year we've given anywhere from four to $5,000 out of the revenue to them. Same as the dog festival from revenue there, we give about $7,000 each year 
to spaying and neutering or the CT Humane Society or any of these other, or Fidelco dogs that, that teach people how to uh, teach and raise uh, seeing eye dogs. So we try to give some money. So we bring that in, we, we put it back out and also, but it also sustains the chamber. And so we, we've taken a hit with the pandemic. Well, well, I have to say, I mean, just on a personal, you know, I've been, I started business with a partner in 1972, I think. And um, we joined the chamber because that was the thing to do. We wanted, you know, to get in, embedded. And, you know, as you said, it, even then it was, well, there wasn't many of us around. I mean, it's kind of, you know, freelancers, but they were all just insurance agents exchanging business cards. And, you know, nobody was interested in what I did or what I had to offer. And it was bankers and insurance companies and real estate. Those were, I think, the three big categories. And they were doing a great networking themselves, but there was no room for me. And I don't think I joined again until, uh, well, I joined again when I did a little work for Lisa, somebody, I forget her name. But anyway, and then you came on, but it's totally revitalized. I mean, with your, your efforts. I'm just curious, are you under, isn't, is there a national chamber that you have to, answer to in any way or clear anything with or you're just independent i'm totally independent yeah i just have to um answer to my board of directors we are a 501c6 nonprofit, which sort of you know is, is odd because uh, when they gave out the the ppp money from the from the feds 501c6s were not part of it hmm. and there we are talking with our state senators we're talking with the, the governor and saying wait a second here we're the ones that are out here in the middle of this pandemic holding the hands of every business, giving them advice, trying to help them get their money through PPP. And we're the first line of defense and the government's not giving us any money. And why? Well, because the, the NFL, the National Football League is a 501c6. So they said, well, we can't give money to those kind of guys. And we're like, yeah, yeah. So why not easily put a cap of like a half a million dollar in revenue and give that to the, to the little guys like us? And it was sort of like when you go on an airplane, when they start off, uh, they give you the, the safety demonstration and they say, if the air thing comes down, put the air thing on you first right. and, and then help somebody else. And what I said to them, I said, we're suffocating. Mm. We're not getting the air so that we can help everybody else. Yet we still are. But, good. you know, that's, that's, that's sort of the way. That's way a good it. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's a U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, they're, they're a large lobbying group that, that does what they want to do. And, you know, I'm not beholden to them. And, you know, actually I was, I was sort of a little mad that they didn't get it done for us because they're mm. supposed to be advocating for chambers to, to get us the PPP money. And it just, just didn't happen. So all the chambers, and we represent in Connecticut alone over 30,000 businesses in Connecticut, all of the chambers oh. in the 129 towns that are here. And... No money for us. No money from the state either. So we're 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 hopeful that people will pay their dues again and mm -hmm. get us going. And events will come along. And you know. So, but anyway, even in the midst of this, we still we did a a whole retail a one hour retail show using Zoom, uh, with little music and a little food demonstration. We went around to twelve different chamber member retailers during the pandemic saying, here, here's how you can still shop with us. We are open for business. You can order online, you can do curbside pickup, you can do in invitation only and come in. And, and we did that. And I thought that was innovative and, and something good for the community. We did it once, uh, doing it again, things changed so quickly. So you have to be nimble. Yeah. Go ahead. 
uh, yesterday, I guess, at, down at po the Pocket Park. I didn't know it was called that back in when I was a kid. It was called Needles Park. <laughs> yeah. But it's right in front of the uh, pop-up uh, gallery. You know, they had music with a tent. Is that something that was organized through you or you organized that? No, that was organized through the Downtown Merchants Association. Oh. And uh, they're a separate organization that, that rose out of downtown to promote downtown. And over the years, you know, the Chamber and DMA you know, work together, didn't work together. But when I, I came over, I went to the DMA and I said, look, what, whatever the deal is before, it, it shouldn't matter. The DMA and the chamber need to work together. And, and you've got your downtown stuff. I will support everything you do downtown. I've got the entire town that I have to be promoting. So, you know, back me in those things and let's move forward. And since that time, the DMA and the chamber work together. So, you know, they're doing a music thing. I say, hey, by the way, there's music over there. I'm doing the, the car concert. They throw out an email saying, hey, there's the car concert. So we're all trying to, to promote, you know, the town and, and business. I consider, you know, what the chamber is doing, we're the chief cheerleaders of the town, not the chief cheerleaders of the businesses in town, but of the town itself. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you want to talk about the restaurant guide, this incredible extensive restaurant guide you put together? Well, we've been on the forefront of that for a while. When we started to do our visitor's guide that we published every couple of years, we revamped that entirely to be more of an, of a, of an interactive piece. And we put in a restaurant guide inside of it, which hadn't existed. So there's a page on every, well, not a page, but a listing of every restaurant in town promoting it. Because ultimately, the most unique things in any community are the restaurants. The food is very specific. You know, sure, there are some chain stores, you know, Cheesecake Factory and things like that, and TGI Fridays, but we don't have those here. All of our restaurants are unique. Then there's a couple of maybe, you know, family operations that have three or four restaurants throughout Fairfield County, but I, I don't consider those chains. I consider them uh, good establishments and, and, and good business partners to work with. And so we're promoting restaurants. And so through the pandemic here, I was put on the Reopen Westport Task Force. And my job was restaurants, bars, and delis. And because I have an, you know, an affinity for them and also uh, good relationships with most of them. And that was my job to help reopen the restaurants. So we, we did a whole takeout uh, initiative early on. And then as that morphed into outdoor dining, we started pushing outdoor dining and working with the, the restaurants to, to get their approvals to do outdoor dining. And now if you go to the chamber website, you see all of the different places that you can do takeout, all of the different places where you can do outdoor dining and improved. And that constantly is being updated as more and more are opening up. Some took their time, you know, May 20th, we gotta be open. Other ones will say, you know what? I'm gonna take my time. I wanna see how it works. And they slowly did it. So even now, early July, we still have new restaurants building outdoor facilities. I think some of the things that we've accomplished should be left in place for next summer. I, I, of course, post COVID and everything sure. is, is cool and we're back to normal, but railroad place now has three built out wood framed eating areas and they they're beautiful. Yeah. And you've got Reeve Bistro along the water. They've expanded to the property over You've got Parker Mansion that's down by the, the water. They've done that as well. The Welk is on the plaza over there. There's some incredible things that were done to make this work. And some of them really need to be looked at as a model for moving forward to energize our town. 
And I would assume the town has to cooperate because I would guess, you know, previous to this, you know, it would take six months to a year to get approval to build a deck in a parking lot. I mean, is it? That's right. Yeah. Well, the town, the town is totally behind it. And that's good. That's the other thing is the town of Westport and the chamber have worked together very, very well. Uh, Jim Arpey is the first selectman, is, has been a great partner of mine. We do ribbon cuttings together. We make sure that that restaurant's opened. We uh, helped out. And planning and zoning was completely, you know, had everybody's back. And I think that, that, that collaboration between everybody got things open quickly. Most approvals for expanded outdoor dining, even using streets, even using parking lots, making sure that the fire marshal got there and made sure that there were, you know, proper stanchions so that if someone presses the brake, you know, the gas instead of the brake in the parking lot, nobody got hurt. And we would have some of these open in two, three days. So that's, it was quite remarkable to see. And now you, you walk around on a Friday evening and you see how vibrant things are all in a socially distant manner. And, you know, we see the rest of the country and it scares me because we did such a great job and we hope that we can hold on to what we have. The governor has stopped phase three, which is going to be more mm. people indoors, more gatherings outdoors. And he said, no, we're not going to go there. We're going to hang right where we are for fear that something might happen. Essentially, I look at it this way. Uh, it's a class project where there were 50 participants in the, in the class project. And five of them did a, a hell of a job <laughs> and, and getting it done. And the other 45 didn't do anything. <laughs> and now the question is, is I'm the teacher going to fail all 50 of us <laughs> or, or, or not? Or are the other five going to be able to, to get at least a decent grade and move forward and, and the rest of them get failed? I don't know, but that's how I see it. And, and it, it's, uh, it's, it's a little scary. Yeah, no. How is it now? You were a five-term. Actually, I'm going to go back to another question because we might run out of time. You you have a, an NYU film degree, right? Yes. So, have you ever have you made any films for the chamber or? Oh, you, in, I have lots of videos that I've oh, done. Did, yeah. Takeout video. I've done promotions of of the oystering. Um, do you do your own editing? Thing. You do the whole whole thing. Yeah. Whole deal? Uh, the, the takeout one was all shot by myself. I, I put a camera. I didn't want to jeopardize anybody. Mm. And uh, I took it out, put it on a tripod, spoke in front of the tripod, went around, got all the B-roll stuff, cut it all up. I used a uh, Vegas movie studio and boom, shoved it out. So if you go to the, the chamber website, the takeout, you can click on it and, and oh. check out the video. I have a quick nerdy question, but probably no one will care about it. <laughs> <laughs> like when, uh, so when you have your rock concert, at your concerts in the uh, Imperial lot, do, do you supply that? They, they played in a flatbed truck, right? The, yeah. At least I saw the last one. So do you, do you provide that and every band like, will use that, who, like that, Mystic Bowie, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, donated by Galt. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I approached, actually I approached AJ Penna first because they, they loaned me a flatbed truck for a show prior and they were going to give me the truck. And then I said, well, how big is this truck? And he said, it's 22 feet. And I was like, oh, shoot, it's not big enough. I need to get the band members spaced out enough so that uh, they meet COVID regulations. And so I immediately went to, to my pals at Galt and I said, hey, you got a flatbed for me? No problem. So then I was like, wow. And I went and looked at the truck and I said, it's pretty high. How am I going to get people up there? I said, I got to build a stairway. <laughs> so... I went to Interstate Lumber, who's chamber members, and I said, hey, can you guys build me a stairway? Because they were going to build a doghouse for the, 
dog oh, festival. Okay. They're going to be a major sponsor and we're going to do a dog house and then we're going to auction it off and get oh, some money cool. from nonprofits. And I said, well, you guys can do that. He goes, we don't have someone who can really do stairs, but we're happy to, to donate the lumber. So then I was like, okay, now I need a developer. So I went to Rob Haroon, who owns SIR Development. Yep. And I said, hey, can you give me a carpenter to build the stairs? And he said, no problem. <laughs> oh the carpenter came over. So we got the truck donated and then we'll use it again. We got the lumber. We got a stairway put in and it's a, it's a monster stairway. I think it's going to be built for a long time. And so again, it was a community involvement and, and the businesses coming to the aid of the chamber to give an event for the community. And of course, I'm on stage and I say, hey, thank you, Cole. Thank mm. you, Jay Lumber. Thank you, SIR Development. Yeah. And here again, I'm telling everybody that these are the guys that helped make this happen. And AJ Penna as well. So it's very symbiotic. Yeah. And, you're, and the thing is, you're so connected. It's great to be able to just pull on these resources. Did you? So my original question that I interrupted myself on was you were a five-term RTM member. Has that informed your, your, your approach to what you do now or your... Obviously, you're, sure. Well, yeah. of course, that's that's what created the slice of Sagatuck. It's my it's yeah. my district. I think actually I'm a seven term member now. Oh, are you? Oh, is it eight? I think I'm in my 16th. Oh, wow. Year. Sorry, I was reading an old press release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a few years old. But uh, yeah, and I represent the the, the Sagatuck area, Campo Beach area, Sagatuck Shores, and of course the, the the business node down by the train station, and that's my area. And you know, I came up with that idea through being an RTM member, talking to them, and that morphed into the chamber. And so, yeah, I would say that being an RTM member is helpful. I, I mean, it also, I, I really know how the towns run, you know, so yeah. that's part of it is, is how, what, how do the police work? How do the sewer systems work? And all these sorts of things. And that, that's aided me in doing things that I'm not sure other people would have been able to do as easily. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah the town bureaucracy can be daunting having done a few things and had to go through you know it took two years to get approval for a piece of public art that i was involved in once but uh so what i don't know without maybe you don't you know give away any any top secrets but you, you know your vision going forward either just a an a, an approach to going forward or, you know to what's going on or or do you have something in fantasy events in mind well we would we're going to continue to do the car concerts as long as we can. We would like to do one in September. And if the weather holds, if we think that we can pull off another one in, in, in October, we will. I think that's, that's the way to do it. We'd like to continue the streaming shows as well. I mean, they're not as, as greatly received as, as we figured they'd be. They're, they're pretty, pretty well received. Yeah. But you know, people are tired of being on Zooms, I suppose. And, you know, but what you gotta do is you gotta hook up your computer to your large screen TV or project it. Next thing you know, you've, you've got a, a, a great thing going. But we'd like to do that. But moving forward, and I suppose we're projecting now out to the fall of 2021, is, is, is the, that expansion of Supper and Soul mm. to, to bring in bigger and better acts for it. And, Again, we would never, why we're talking fall and not summer is because, you know, it breaks my heart. The Levitt Pavilion had, had, didn't have any shows this year. And I yeah. love music. Makes you, you love music. We're there how many times standing next to each other yeah. watching the shows. And from the Tom Petty Project um, funds, we're making a donation to the Levitt Pavilion to help them in 2021. So that's why we're looking at the fall 21, because hopefully the level will be running through September and then bang, we'd come with a big show in, inside in the library again, and then run fall, winter, and early spring. Stop. Allow the Levitt to do its thing. So mm -hmm. then there's the music 
non-stop music. Non-stop music yeah. in our town. And of course, the restaurants, they, a lot of them have you know, small acts in, and on Friday night you're walking around, you can catch two, two shows easy you know, with, with local acts that, that, are, that are around, and, and some of that music's wonderful. Yeah, I don't know if you're, I'm just, we're almost out of time, but so, but there's a lot, I know you're familiar with Aztec Two-Step, maybe you've been in touch with them, but they're, they're in, they live in town and they're amazing musicians, just a husband, wife. Well, the original Aztec Two-Step for 40 years was two guys and one of them retired and the other one married an amazing uh, musician. Anyway, thank you, Matt. This is uh, great. And we'll, we'll post, try to post this today. Yeah. And, well, thank, thank you so much. What's that? You didn't finish your thought on Aztec Two-Step. Well, I, I tell you, Meeks, Meeks, I mean, Meeks was a yeah. local, the local person I want to play, yeah. Keith Richards. He lives in Weston. Oh, of course. Bring oh, him yeah. to the library. That's the goal. <laughs> you know, if we can pull that he, off, you know. He did it. come on. I saw him come on stage when Willie Nelson played at the Levitt. He walked on stage and played for a little bit. But that was yeah. between Willie and him. I had nothing. The Levitt didn't. I don't think he invited him, but. Just sort of showed up. Um, that would be great. But yeah. hey, thank you so much, guys, for, for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, keep on interviewing people and, and telling people what's going on. Well, thanks. And keep on keeping Westport relevant and, and, and alive. All right. <laughs>